Hi, I'm Liz from Liz Gets Loaded. That's the money kind of loaded, but this is the show where I sit in my closet, drink wine, and talk about money and anxiety. I have both. Hello, hello. I hope you're having the best day. And what I want to talk about today is a recap of my spending for the first half of the year. Now, this is kind of a crossover episode. You know how like when Grey's Anatomy will do a crossover episode with Station 19 or I think this used to be more of a thing like a long time ago. I don't I don't think crossover episodes happen as much today, but Today, this morning in your feeds, if you subscribe to Inside Out Money, where I am one of the rotating co-hosts, there is an episode where we all, three families get on and we talk about our spending for the first half of the year. And I participated in that episode, but then I also, I mean, I could just talk about what I spend money on forever. So consider this like a companion episode. And I don't think it matters what order you listen to them in. Maybe if you wanted to listen to the other one first, only because I recorded that one first. We recorded that a couple weeks ago. And this is being recorded like the night before I'm posting it. So I definitely recommend listening to Inside Out Money. It's a great podcast. And on that episode, so you've got me, you've got Andrew and you've got Maggie and we all share what our family spent in the first half of the year. And we had some good laughs. Like we definitely had a good time making some jokes about how I spent the most out of the three families, which is funny because the other two both have children. (laughs) And we're just two adults over here living, just living the good life, I guess, and spent like a lot more. And it was all in good fun and definitely intended to be just an interesting comparison of what we spent our money on. But I have to tell you that since we we did that recap and we recorded it and I looked at my expenses for the first half of the year, I was kind of freaking out a little bit, like a gentle freaking out, just a, just a little, just a little normal anxiety and worrying because I hadn't really looked at our annual total or like the first half of the year total. And it's really high. And when I think about retiring early, like I have a number in my head of what I think our annual expenses are going to be. And this is higher than that. And so I either need to change the way that we're spending or I need to change what my goal, like my fire number is, which is the net worth I would want us to have before we retired early. So high level, I'll just run through some numbers. In the first half of the year, not including our mortgage because I don't share what our mortgage number is because it's high and I find it embarrassing. (laughs) Without the mortgage, we spent $76,957, almost $77,000, which if you annualize that, that would be more than $150,000 for the year, not including a place to live, not including a mortgage. Now I have a bunch of caveats for that. So first of all, we bought a new car a month or two ago and the car was about $60,000. So far we've paid off almost $25,000 towards it. And so if you take that out alone, it brings our half of the year total to $52,845 or about $105,000 total for the year if the second half of the year looked the same as the first half of the year. That still seems ridiculous to me. I'm like, how are we spending $100,000 a year, not even including rent or a mortgage? So there are a few other categories that were high that I'm like, okay, hopefully that was a one-off. What I did, in case you were curious, is I just wrote up a blog post and I'm about to hit send on it. So if you go to lizgetsloaded.com, it'll be the most recent blog post. 
and it is a full recap of the first half of the year. So it's every single category, the total that we spent, and then the average per month, because I usually think an average number is easier to look at than the total for six months. When I see the total for six months, I'm just dividing by six in my head anyways to try to get to what the monthly is. So feel free to take a look at that. And then, but there are a few things I wanted to call out. Okay, so taking the car out, $52,000 in the first half of the year. Now the biggest category... So the biggest category total for the first six months, I'm sorry, I, I this is always awkward to talk about. I have done so many episodes about how this is awkward to talk about, but our biggest category besides our mortgage, which I'm not going to share, was charitable giving at $5,680. And I've talked about this so much. I have so many episodes. I have so many Instagram posts. I'm super passionate about charitable giving. And I think that it's really important. I feel better when I'm giving. It helps me combat my own scarcity mindset. I think there's nothing that makes you feel wealthier than giving money away. But when I look at that and I'm kind of feeling a little bit panicked that we have been spending a lot of money and our lifestyle is inflating and that's one of our biggest expense categories, I'm like, huh, that makes me, I just, I have a hard time with it. So I'm not planning on changing anything there, but I do just think about it. I'm hoping though to sock away some money into a donor advised fund so that when I'm calculating what our annual expenses are for early retirement, I actually don't need to include charitable giving there because I'll have money in a separate account just for charitable giving. Like we'll still have money that we're giving, but it won't be in our annual expenses. I hope that made sense. If it didn't, that's fine. We'll just move on. Okay. Our next highest category, and this is what I'm hoping is a one-off. We have spent $5,328 on medical expenses. And it's, I was looking at that and I was like, how is that possible? Because I think our deductible combined is only $3,000. So like, how have we spent $5,000 on medical expenses? Uh, Both of us are fine. Both of us have some things going on with our health, with our bodies that are just need to be taken care of. It's very boring, (laughs) but Some of this is also like not covered by insurance or like we're going to see this out of network physical therapist who seems to be doing a lot of good, but none of that counts towards our deductible. I think some things maybe just like didn't get billed for insurance correctly. So it hasn't applied to the deductible yet. We got to get that worked out. And I'm also hoping we can, again, stop seeing a couple of these providers that are out of network, don't count for insurance at all, and just make some adjustments there because I don't want to spend $10,000 total for the year. We spent $5,300 in the first half of the year. And I'm like, that is, there's got to be a way to improve that. And at the same time, I'm like really happy and grateful that we are able to spend that money and and to make the decision of like, okay, yeah, this is just worth it. We're just going to pay for this. So I will point out that $0 of that is for therapy because I'm so sorry to brag, but free therapy at work is one of the best work perks I have ever had. And that is pretty sweet. Okay. Oh, shoot. I said that was our, oh, you know what? I was wrong. I said charitable giving and medical were two biggest categories, but it was actually vacation. I'm sorry. I'm not going to re-record this, but I will tell you that I got it wrong and I'm sorry. Vacation was $7,700. And this is a place where I'm generally pretty happy to spend money, but I am annoyed at what we spent it on in the first half of the year. We haven't really done that much. And a big chunk of this was this trip to the Bay Area. One of us had to go for work. The other one sort of tagged along and then we stayed through the weekend. We had a free place to stay during the week, a free place to stay for the weekend. And still somehow we managed to spend $3,000 just going out to eat, treating friends. We were also all over the Bay Area. I kept looking at public transportation and being like, uh, it's just so much easier to take a lift. We spent almost a thousand. No, I think it was a little bit over a thousand dollars on lifts and Ubers on this trip. And then we went to a really fancy dinner 
at a place called Chez Panisse, which is a very famous restaurant in Berkeley, California. And that dinner alone was $700. So that was over half of the total trip was just lifts and that one dinner. And I just, when I think about that trip, it was fun, but for $3,000, like I could have us on the beach at a resort in Mexico for a week. And it wasn't that good. (laughs) I just don't think we made the wisest choices. And I'm usually, I don't usually have a lot of regrets around spending, but I just think we could have been a lot smarter with our money there. So I didn't feel great about that. Okay. So the way I'm thinking about this is, all right. So my total for the first half of the year was 76,000. I'm going to take the car out of that because that's not like an, it's not like we're going to be spending that every year. Our last car we had for eight years. The one before that, I think we had for 10 years. I can't think. I don't know. We've, we keep, we tend to keep cars for a long time. So if I take the 76,000, take what we paid from our car away, that leaves me with 52,000. And then if I take out the charitable giving, because again, in retirement, we're going to have this separate fund that pays for that. And I take out, we spent 5,000 in medical. Let's say I'm smarter about using in-network providers and just shop around a little bit more. Maybe I could take 2,000 off of that. And same with vacations. Like we could have made better choices and saved at least $2,000. So that would have brought my first half of the year expenses, 52 minus five minus two minus two brings me to 40. That would be, so $40,000 for the first half of the year. That would take me to $80,000 for the whole year. That's a lot more reasonable to me than over a hundred. Okay. What else was expense? Let's see. Let's see. Oh, we had a car repair for about $4,000. That's great. What's really frustrating about that is so we took the car into the shop and they said, what you need to do now is about $2,000. And there's another piece of work that you need to get done probably at least in the next six months, but you could put it off if you wanted to for another $2,000. And I was like, you know what? It's actually really annoying to get the car into the shop. We only have one car. And so let's just go ahead and do it all now. And so we paid $4,000 to replace the shocks and struts. And I don't know what else they did. And then a month later, I bought a new car. I was like, I'm over this. I just want a new one. And that was just a really, I mean, in retrospect, I didn't know, of course, but that was a really silly thing to do because I don't think we'll get any of that money back when we sell our older car, which I still need to do. It's just sitting in the garage taunting me like, hey, I'm on your to-do list, which I know it is. So that was a one-off expense. Again, going back to my annual total, I usually budget about $2,000 a year for car maintenance. That seems like a pretty conservative estimate. So that would bring my annual total from 40 down to 38, which is very exciting for me. (laughs) Another big expense was we really dropped some cash on home furnishings in the first half of the year. The total was $4,200. And I worked with a designer. I keep saying I'm going to do a whole podcast about this and a whole blog post. And I just keep not getting to it because I got to sit down and spend like an hour getting all the information together. But We spent about $4,200 and we've lived in our house for like two-ish years. And I think it looks good. I don't post pictures of my house, so you'll just have to dress me on this. When people come over, they say it looks very nice. We get compliments on it. I wouldn't say our house is Instagram worthy. Like I wouldn't put it in architectural digest or anything, but it looks very nice. I think our furniture looks nice. We have interesting curtains, got plants and art. And it's, I would, I would give myself like a B, maybe a B plus on a good day when it comes to home decor, but it didn't look finished. Like it didn't look totally polished. And so I worked with a designer at West Elm. Their service is totally free. And she helped me pick out things like new bedding for our bed and for the guest room and plants and art and throw pillows and blankets and moving a couple of furniture pieces around. And it just, it looks so much better. It really makes such a difference. And I just feel like I can stop butzing with it 
there's still maybe one or two things that I'd still like to do, but I just haven't, I mean, like, I know what I want to do. I, I know I want to replace a dresser in the guest bedroom and I know what I want it to look like, but I just don't want to spend the money right now because it, it's fine how it is, but I, I know what I could get to make it look better. So like I said, that was $4,200. I would say that was a one-off expense. I spent in years past. Hang on, I can look it up. Yeah, I would say in years past, I've spent maybe $1,000 total. So $4,200 was definitely a one-off. And if I'm trying to, again, get to kind of like a reasonable annual estimate, I think I was at 38K for the first half of the year. I would say, okay, let's say I spent $2,000 a year on home furnishings, which still seems high, but let's be conservative. So that would bring my total down to 36, which I'm like, yes, that is great. Mm, let's see what else. I think the last big category that feels a little bit one-off-ish to me is so far this year, we have spent $3,200 on live performances. So lots of concert tickets, lecture series, live podcast tapings, plays, musicals, etc. And I mean, I went a little bit bonkers in the first half of the year. A lot of these were tickets for things that are coming up in the coming months. And so I think that spending will slow down. I love live performances. I love going to concerts, shows, talks, going to see authors. This is definitely a place that I value, but I do think just like traveling, I think there's a way to do this without spending as much money. One thing that we've started doing this year is just trying to get concert tickets day of. So if there's a show that we want to go to, just waiting until the afternoon of the show and then going online and looking at who's trying to sell their tickets. There's always someone who last minute gets sick, can't go, and it's just a lot less expensive. I will, I am, I definitely have spent some money to be in the first couple of rows to have really amazing seats for artists who I really love. But I think I could just be mindful here instead of thinking of this category as, oh, this is a place where I value. So like, just spend whatever you want. <laughs> so. If I took that out, I mean, like I said, I spent $3,200 in the first half of the year. I think $3,200 total for the year is a reasonable budget for us as as people who value this and who want to spend money here. And so that, oh, I keep losing track. I think it was at like 36. So this would take 1500 off. That would take me to 34.5, which if you double that is only, is it $69,000 a year? Nice. <laughs> Oh, the other thing I look at that's pretty high right now, our pets are really expensive lately. And we have decided that we are not going to have, we have two pets right now. And after they move out, we will not be bringing new pets into our house for the foreseeable future. So when I think about spending an early retirement, I would probably not add in pets, which is so sad to think about, but I won't do the math on that. On the other hand, you know, I'm talking about all these things that are one-off. I want to take them out of my total. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not delusional. I also know that there are one-off things that will come up. I mean, long-time listeners, you remember the saga of evicting the bats. So far this year, we have only spent $1,100 on home maintenance. That's for one visit from a plumber. And then we bought a portable air conditioning unit for our upstairs. And that is not typical. We spent more than $15,000 each year, the first two years that we lived in this house. There was some work that needs to be done. Roof and landscaping and 
evicting the bats was definitely an expensive one. So there's always going to be one-off things. Like I don't want to create my budget for early retirement and set my fire goal around a number that's not realistic. That's why I love tracking my spending. I have my spending tracked over many, many years so I can try to get an average. I don't know though. I've really been thinking on this a lot lately because I look at all these categories and again, they'll be up. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes. When I look at what we're spending on clothes or electronics or anything really, I just, I'm like, that seems reasonable to me. (laughs) I just really don't like the total seems very high, but the amount in every single category seems very reasonable to me. And so I have been having, I don't know, an existential crisis is too strong of a term, but I feel like lately I'm like, is it, it's, am I doing all the lifestyle inflation? (laughs) Like, is it me? Am I the problem? Am I the person that people, you know, personal finance content creators everywhere are warning you against? Especially, you know, we talk about like the three biggest spending categories are always home, transportation, and food. And for a long time, we lived in a pretty small home. And a few years ago, we bought a a much larger home. We were both working from home. It was early pandemic days. Like it just made sense for the state that we were in life. And eventually we'll downsize out of this home. I'm not going to live in this house forever. It stresses me out. I love it, but it's a lot of work and it kind of stresses me out. I would love to move back into like a high rise or a condo where someone else takes care of most of the maintenance. But of the three categories, housing, transportation, and food, our housing costs are high. Our transportation costs were relatively low until I bought a new car and our food costs have always been high. I love spending money on food. So on the one hand, I'm like, hey, we make great money. We have been really aggressive with saving and investing. I need to get out of the scarcity mindset and just enjoy what I have and not stress about it. And on the other hand, I'm like, okay, but if you're serious about wanting to retire early, you really need to keep control of these expenses. And I am like the little cartoon. I feel like I have a devil and an angel on each shoulder and they're just having an argument and and I am in the middle. So that's what's going on with me. That's what's going on with the first half of the year. I will be very curious to see how the second half of the year plays out. I don't have a crystal ball, so I might come back and say, yeah, second half of the year was a lot less expensive. There was a bunch of weird one-off stuff in the first half that didn't come up in the second half, or there might be new weird one-off stuff that I don't even know about yet. So I actually love writing out all my expenses. I know I don't do my monthly recap every single month, but it was interesting doing the first half of the year and posting it on the blog. So that's at LizGetsLoaded.com. I'll put a link in the show notes. I would love if you went and looked at it and like leave me a comment on the page of what you think feels unreasonable because I think I have lifestyle inflation goggles on and it all seems fine to me. Like it all seems very reasonable to me, but I don't know if that's true or not. I think 10 years ago, me would be like, whoa, we're spending a lot of money. Anyways. All right. That's what I got. Make sure you also listen to the inside out money episode. It was really fun to do. I am actually sitting here. It's Sunday night. It gets posted probably in an hour or two. And I've, I've, I've checked my podcast app a couple of times to see if it's up because of course I haven't listened to the, I was there of course. So I listened to it as it was recorded, but I haven't listened to the actual episode that gets posted yet. So I'm excited to listen to it too. So you should listen to that. I will also put a link in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you are just having the best week ever. If you haven't left a written review on Apple podcasts, it does help the podcast get listed in the algorithm when people search for things. And also just very selfishly, it makes me really happy. So if you want to do that, that would be amazing. Thank you so much. And I will talk to you later. Bye.